quite excited about our new theme tune there. Hello, this is the Sleep Mums bonus Christmas episode where we'll share five tips to get you through the holidays. Well, at least where baby sleep is concerned. A wee sherry and mince pie might need to do the rest. Talking of Christmas spirits, if you're a parent and you're currently sleep deprived, you might not be looking forward that enthusiastically to the festive season. But that's where we come in. We hope to give you the gift of better baby sleep in this episode. Or, at the very least, a little Christmas cheer. Sherry not included. I'm Kat Cubie, TV presenter, broadcaster and, <clears throat> spoiler alert, Santa. And this is Sarah Carpenter, baby and child expert and sleep angel. Shall we put you at the top of the tree? <laughs> <laughs> Together we are the Sleep Mums. I've been madly coming up with puns for this episode, so I'm going to apologise in advance. Here we go. Oh, silent night, sleep Navidad, sleeping in heavenly peace. (laughs) Right, that's mine. What have you got, Sarah? (laughs) There's not a hope that you're going to get me singing. (laughs) So it's just sleeping in a winter slumberland. (laughs) Ah, nice. See what you did there. (laughs) Cracker jokes and puns aside, whilst Christmas or the holidays we do a bit of a faith mix up ourselves in December, can be an exciting time. It can also be exhausting. And if you're already tired with the overwhelm of making it through, it can feel a lot less merry and bright, to be honest. In this episode, we'll share five things that will help. And whilst our focus is often on baby sleep, much of this advice goes for older children too. Sarah, why can the holidays be a difficult time with babies and small kids? The biggest reason for it being quite unsettling for everyone is actually just the stimulation. You know, it's not even just the extra activities that you're doing. It's the fact that you're... You're not even talking about mulled wine here. (laughs) No, definitely not. (laughs) I am talking about the decorations around your home and the general excitement. You know, they feed off your feelings and, you know... Not everyone's excited about Christmas. There's quite a lot of stress as well. So all of that is contributing to unsettled little people because of all the extra feelings that are going on and stresses and excitement and stimulation that's around them. I was thinking about that a bit. Um, You know, the feelings that come around Christmas are a wee bit like a selection box, actually, for different people and for the same people on different days. Because... Uh, this time of year can throw up lots of different emotions both good and hard and so it's uh, important to bear that in mind wherever you're coming at the festive season from. Absolutely and for some people if it's like the first Christmas with a baby they will be feeling a little bit overwhelmed by it they'll have expectations and they'll just be aware of the fact that it's going to be such a different Christmas to what they're used to so it will throw different feelings on different days and yeah there might be days that they wake up and just think my god I haven't done anything yet I'm so behind and get quite stressed by it. I'm enjoying the little jingle bells you've got going on (laughs) in the background. Is that that you? (laughs) That'll be my reindeer ears. I thought it was maybe a a pet. (laughs) I mean, the lights are a good thing. I think most are can be a good thing because I did find when my littles were very small that looking at the tree could entertain quite a lot of time. But as you say, there's a point where it becomes overwhelming too, overstimulating. Absolutely. And also if you've got a crawling baby, it's oh, a yeah. stage where they're crawling that beautiful Christmas Timber. tree. Yeah, it just becomes a source of 
<laughs> source of stress for you as an adult as the child is crawling towards it frequently trying to pull it down so but yeah a little bit of time in front of lights a little bit of time in front of dancing santas all that is fine in moderation but a dancing santa and a baby's face for a long period of time is going to be far too overstimulating and baby is not gonna get good rest and probably not even feed well either because they will be so distracted by the things that are going on around them and a good good tip is to not put baubles on the bottom sort of third of your tree they will get (laughs) taken off and definitely don't put glass ones on there like i made the mistake of doing once okay let's head to the first of our five things it is pack your sack sorry i'm still rolling with the puns here clearly we're not talking santas but it is your bag of tricks whether you're going out for the day or you're going for an overnight or you're going to be away for a longer period of time packing around christmas or holiday season can be a source of extreme pain and anxiety and so doing it well is really important and making sure you're prepared to be a bit i don't know boy scout about it (laughs) yeah definitely it's well worth writing lists ahead of going you know so as much as you're gonna have your Christmas list you just you need to have your day-to-day list as well so if you're going out for the day you want to over prepare because the last thing you want is to have a poonami at someone else's house and realize that you don't have a change of clothes so just over pack for things like that and make sure make sure that you've got everything and then some extras as well and what you can do is be really clever and have a couple of bags so you've got your main bag with all your day-to-day stuff in it and then just have a spare one that either stays in the car or just stays in the bottom of the buggy just you don't feel like you're actually moving into someone's house (laughs) Um, which tends to happen when you're doing anything with babies and children but yeah just all plan for being out longer than you expect to especially if you're bottle feeding there's nothing worse than going somewhere and you run out of formula or you run out of bottles so just make sure that you've taken more than you actually need and remember that you know this year especially we are going to be going to houses rather than out out so they will have washing machines you know if you do have a total disaster and you need to stick a quick load of washing on people aren't going to mind and you know that goes for the bottles as well you can wash them but milk is a real key thing you know if you're going out and you think you're going to be out for three feeds take enough milk for four or five feeds because there's nothing worse than running out of things like that when you're away. I think you know we are always big fans of supporting you and giving you the confidence to be flexible with with what your day looks like and in some ways that packing for preparedness is about that because the worst thing I think whatever kind of holiday you're celebrating is to go out with baby and then realize you don't have something that means you're going to have to go home early and then you feel like you've missed out so actually by being prepared for all eventualities like taking more clothing changes or more milk or whatever it is that you need means that you can fly by the seat of your pants a wee bit more that you go do you know what? I'm having a really lovely time with my pals and I just want to stay or I'm having a lovely time with my family and I want it to carry on rather than feeling like you have to get home for a nap or something actually I've got a funny story <laughs> around Christmas time and uh packing a lot and moving into friends houses uh this was probably about four years ago or something when Indy was was brand new and uh we have some friends they've got kids they invited us around for dinner we went round um, because we thought they'd invited us to stay the night. 
so we arrived with massive bags and they were like why have you got so much stuff and we were like we're staying the night are we (laughs) and no they just invited us around for dinner thankfully she is my best friend for when I'm wee so um she was quite happy for me to (laughs) move in for the night (laughs) that's excellent but it's a good example of how you can be super flexible with babies and you don't need to miss out on nights out and nights away Oh God, I'd packed, like I had taken, I'd pretty much taken our own house. No wonder they thought I was moving in <laughs> And talking of packing your own house, that actually brings us quite nicely to our second thing, which is home comforts, which is obviously what celebrations are all about or traditions really. It's something comforting and lovely. And you'd be surprised how much familiarity plays a role in helping your baby get to sleep. And we actually, we do talk about that a lot in terms of sleep associations. But Sarah, talk to me about why it's important to keep things as familiar as possible, even when your normal day might be totally different for babies and kids. So again, it comes back to the stimulation factor. You know, you don't, if you're in a new environment, and baby is excited, you know, they've maybe been passed around quite a lot of family members. It might be the first time that a lot of family members have seen baby. So they might be getting passed around a lot and getting lots of extra cuddles. You then want to get back into routine, get them down for that first nap. So it's really important to have either the pram that they're used to sleeping in or... We've got a very husky Sarah here. This is a very different kind of podcast. (laughs) Uh, So keeping things familiar in terms of whether it's their buggy, but also in terms of all the other kind of sleep associations that you would normally have at home, trying to make it as as normal as possible within an abnormal setting. Absolutely. So do things like make sure that you take essentially a dirty sleeping bag or a dirty swaddle. You know, you don't want Mm. a nice fresh one when you're going away for the day. You want something that they've been in for a couple of naps or been in overnight just so that it's got that familiar smell. You actually gave me that tip for going away with the kids. I always do this. I always take the sheet off their bed when we, if, when we're going to stay at family or even if we're going to stay, at, at, you know, in a hotel or something. I take the the cot sheet from their bed so it smells like home, and I honestly think it's made such a difference. Yeah, it definitely does. You know, because if you watch a baby when they're starting to settle, they generally do rub their little faces around their yeah. feet. They're smelling all those familiar smells so if you have taken something directly from home then it's still got all that and yes at home you put them into clean sheets and they're absolutely fine but just it's their mattress and things as well so it just smells that little bit different if they're away and they're on a slightly different mattress then the dirty sheet makes all the difference when we're saying dirty we mean used rather than like soil One night of sleep or two nights of sleep, yes. If it's actually got baby sick or baby poo on it, then pop it in the wash. <laughs> but yeah, I think even the what, like, so even if you take a clean sheet from home, that because it's your own washing powder and things, so that it's still been in your house, it still has the the familiar smell. I think too. Yeah, it does, but it's definitely about the mattress. So if you're using you don't travel cot that baby's used to then a clean sheet's fine mm. but if you're using someone else's travel cot or someone right. else's cot or if you've gone to a hotel or something where it's another cot entirely having that dirty sheet just makes the biggest difference is there anything else in terms of home comforts that you should be aware of taking enough comforters again there's nothing worse if your baby is addicted to the little blue elephant from m and and you take one and you lose it 
you're all going to have a bad day. So just always, if you're going out for a period of time, always pack extra comforters. Even if it's dummies, you know, dummies, comforters, muslins, whatever it is that your baby uses, just make sure that you pack enough. I was once, we were once on summer holiday and I spent the, a large part of a day running around an unfamiliar city trying to find my daughter's comforter. So I am kind of a bit crazy about that now. We have three for each of them. That is, you know, one to keep, one to lose and one <laughs> to spare. And we have actually lost one of them. So Oh no. It's all right, but we still have two, so it's fun. <laughs> I mean, this is why I generally encourage people to use muslins as comforters because it's the kind of thing that you can replace really easily. Our third tip is about naps, which, to be honest, even the older folk get stuck into during the holidays. Naps are important for babies, though, because they can be the thing that help all of you make it through and prevent anyone, adults included, in getting overtired. So Sarah, let's talk naps. As much as it's exciting, you're all going out for the day or for a few days and that's lovely, but you do want to stick to routine. There's nothing worse, as we've discussed in so many of our episodes, there's nothing worse than an overtired baby. So if you let the nap routine go out the window, you are going to end up with an overtired baby. It is going to have a knock-on effect to your entire day. So if you've previously napped in a cot, obviously if you are away or out and about, that's not necessarily going to be as possible. So you you just want to be able to pop the baby down in either a travel cot or a buggy with as many of the home comforts as possible. So if you're using white noise at home, take that with you. Make sure you've got the comforter, make sure you've got the sleeping bag or swaddle. Pop the baby in a dark room if that's what they've been used to at home, even if it's just that you've pushed the buggy into the dark room pop them into the dark room and set it up as closely as possible to home and make sure that you're just doing it at the right times for your baby so you are sticking to routine. Now as with everything we always have a little bit of a hack and the hack for the naps is that you've got 30 minutes on either side so you can run over a little bit or if you see that baby's overstimulated and you need to get them calmed down quicker then just bring it forward slightly but overall you are wanting to stick to your timings and get baby napping properly. I mean we're talking about keeping to a schedule and that's obviously important but also around the holidays we've mentioned flexibility because it is a wee bit like the early days of parenthood there are sort of no rules to like you kind of I mean well that's true throughout but you have to do what you have to do and if you know if baby ends up sleeping on you but gets that sleep at least they're getting the sleep. Absolutely, definitely. And the other thing to remember is that you've got your three to five days to get everything back on track after Christmas once you're home again, ahead of New Year, and it all going out the window again. <laughs> <laughs> like often kids wake up early on Christmas Day. Should you get baby up so you're all part of it as a family if they've happened to sleep in? I mean, most parents would be like, don't be ridiculous, my baby's been up at five. And similarly, you know, say Auntie Joan wants to see them, should you keep them up later at night? Like, does that matter? How do you work through those different family pressures? You have to do what's right for you at the time. I mean, I think for the most families, they would want the baby to be up so that they get those family photos with everybody. And you know, you might get them up and half an hour later absolutely regret it, but then you can just pop them down for a slightly earlier nap. So, you know, don't do things just because you think you have to stick to routine. Don't do that. Be flexible, definitely. Wake them up a little bit earlier to 
open presents with the big kids, keep them up a little bit earlier if they want, if relatives that haven't seen them want to see them. As with everything, you can get back on track. So do things that are going to make you happy at the time and then juggle things to accept the consequences. My first Christmas with Indy, actually just talking about getting up early, we hosted everyone, which was pretty stressful and she wasn't sleeping it was before I'd seen you but actually I took her out for her morning nap because at the time she would only sleep in the pram and so I spent hours pounding the streets and I have to say it was probably one of my happiest memories it's the one nap of hers that I remember with such fondness I mean ultimately I got so exhausted doing it because I was doing it three times a day but the holidays can also be a chance for you to reframe how things are for you. And actually, you might find that you get enjoyment out of some of the things that maybe you haven't been because it, it just feels different. And also sometimes just getting out of the house can be a good thing. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, for any parents, it can be quite overwhelming when there are lots of family members or friends around and they all want to hold the baby. So actually, if you can just say at any point, time for a nap we're going to go out for a walk just us then it can just give you that little bit of downtime reset your head before you're going back in babies are so useful (laughs) I remember though that feeling you know you just want to like grab your baby and just stop people touching them so if you can just say you know it's time for me to go out for a little walk it it can just calm everything down again so don't feel bad if that's how you're feeling and you do just want to step out for half an hour Our fourth thing is about the quality box of Christmas treats. As delicious as they are, they're usually not that helpful for sleep, are they, Sarah? Either for adults or babies. It can be really hard if you've weaned your baby onto solid food to stop older family members from desperately wanting to feed them chocolate or things. I think for older and younger, you know, there's nothing worse than siblings opening a selection box or some chocolate coins and you think, oh, baby's really behaving so beautifully and you turn around and they've got chocolate smeared all over their face. So you do just want to, you know, obviously, if you're happy for your little one to taste chocolate on Christmas Eve, that's entirely up to you and that's absolutely fine. But don't overdo it because a lot of sugary food, especially for a child who hasn't had it previously, is going to send them a little bit loopy. So you just want to monitor as much as you can what they are eating. We spoke about sleepy foods actually last week in our weaning episode, but there are some magical foods that contain something called tryptophan, which nearly trips me up every time I say it. And it can aid restful sleep. And the good news is turkey contains it, which explains why my dad always falls asleep halfway through watching Elf in the afternoon on Christmas Day. Um, but So there are some good foods that if you are uh, particularly around Christmas, like it's not all just about chocolate. Although a lot of us. Okay, it's all about chocolate <laughs> shop. <laughs> it is for me. Chocolate and pigs and blankets, I'd be happy. And finally, our last thing is it's important to remember it's just a day. It is. And if it all goes wrong, it is just another day. And you will have so many amazing Christmases in the future that if this first one just doesn't really go to plan, it's okay. It might feel like a disaster at the time, but you will get over it. And if you want to recreate Christmas Day a week later, you actually can. So don't worry about what happens on the day. If you're meant to be somewhere at two o'clock and you don't turn up until five, 
people will understand you have a baby and it is absolutely acceptable. I mean, my big sister doesn't have babies anymore and she still turns up three hours late so <laughs> she has five children and gets away with it. They're the best excuse <laughs> ever though baby. Exactly but yeah you just don't stress yourself out and you know if you decide that this Christmas you want to stay in bed all day with your new baby do it. It's the one year that you really will be able to so just do what makes you happy. I think we, we spoke about home comforts and traditions a wee bit, but actually I think it's important to not put too much pressure on yourself when we say that a lot too. In terms of traditions, like I think you can get a bit caught up in trying to recreate the perfect Christmas, whatever that looks like in your head, or the, the perfect holidays if you're celebrating any of the other fantastic festivals that are going on throughout the, the winter months. And you can get caught up in how that looks like. And that puts a lot of pressure on yourself. And I think it's important to remember that just because you do something this year doesn't mean that you have to do it every year. And if Christmas looks a bit different this year or your holiday looks a bit different this year, that's okay. But also beware of setting up rods for your own back, which is a a phrase that people really hate in parenting. And I'm not going to say it about any of the things that people think it would it would mean I'm going to say it about Elf on the Shelf. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do it if you can avoid it. (laughs) Absolutely, God. I mean, Emily this year is, it's the first year that she's really been into and she's so excited. Um, But yeah, I'm like, oh God, I wish I hadn't found him. I wish he'd actually just stayed in quarantine for the entire December. I think think you could put him back in, to be honest. That's a great plan. (laughs) He will at some point, for sure. He's currently sitting in a bowl full of chocolate with empty wrappers all around him. (laughs) Amazing. That's how I want to spend my December too. (laughs) (laughs) I think the other thing as well is to be really aware of presents and gifts. For this age, you know, if, if you've got a baby, you don't need to go overboard. You can literally, if it's a crawling baby, if it's a, you know, a baby who's between sort of 10 months and 18 months, they're going to be thrilled with a cardboard box and some wrapping paper. So don't think that you have to buy them the, you know, newest, fanciest bouncing baby toy. They will just be super happy with whatever's lying around. Absolutely. So that was our final thing. Basically, if everything gets thrown out of the window and it feels like it all goes tits up, try not to worry. There's not just a new day around the corner, but there's actually a brand new year when you can just sort it all out. Try to enjoy time with your family. And if this year is a wee bit different, well, for starters, it's 2020, so 100% is. Try and enjoy the uniqueness of the moment. As with all things parenthood, you might be surprised with how fondly you look back on it like I do on that morning nap walk on Christmas Day a few years back. That's five things that we hope will help you to get more sleep over the holidays. A good night's sleep doesn't have to be as unbelievable as the old guy in the red suit. If you're looking for more baby sleep support or you know someone who needs it, there are tons of brilliant episodes on the Sleep Mums feeds. You can also find us online at The Sleep Mums on Instagram and Facebook and on our website, thesleepmums.co.uk. We hope you have a lovely holiday, whether you're celebrating or not. Frankly, I'm just delighted to get through this year vaguely together. Cheers to you and season sleepings. <laughs> Sorry. 